This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Well, y'all, how does it feel to be alive today? How does it feel to be alive today? Yes! Awesome, awesome. I actually misspoke on the word, um, the root word for prayer is palal, but it doesn't mean judging oneself to be righteously made. This is so much better. It means judging oneself to be wondrously made. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's what prayer is really about. It's not beseeching, it's remembering who we really are. So. Uh, This is a brand new topic for me, talking about celebration as spiritual practice, but I thought I would try it on y'all because this is a pretty forgiving audience. That's what I I have uh, learned. And there really is just so much to celebrate. So so to start, I wanna just bring us into the present moment. Those of us who are here in this room, those of you who are online, let's take a moment to come fully into the holy instant of right now and notice the space that we're in. And let's celebrate this space. Those of us who are meeting in person again, those of us here in this incredible sanctuary that has such awesome energy, let's just notice and celebrate that. And I wanna share, there are a number of synonyms for celebrate, I've got them written out here. Honor, observe, praise, proclaim, revere, bless, and parte. (laughs) These are all synonyms for celebrate. So wherever you are, those of you online, you're in your home, maybe you're even in your car, wherever, let's just celebrate the space that we're in. Yes. I also want to say, what about this extraordinary planet, eh? All the abundance, all that she supports us with, all the goodness and the beauty. And I want to share a few things about um, her incredible resiliency. That's a term that sometimes I don't like to use, but in this case, I just want to share a few things that don't often get covered in mainstream media. So a couple of years ago, the, you know, the, the incredible monarch butterfly migration, they try to count it every time they get into their, their breeding grounds in Mexico. It was down to just a few thousand. It was really a deep concern to all of us who pay attention to such things. Last year, for reasons unknown, it was over, over a quarter million just nature finding a way, just nature revitalizing. 22 coral communities on the Great Barrier Reef a few years ago, they tried something new with in vitro fertilization. Now, if you can imagine how that goes with coral, it's a little messy, but they tried, they tried it, and it actually, they just recently got to the point, and this year, they've reached sexual maturity. They've succeeded. Those, those in vitro coral babies are propagating now. 25 years ago, humpback whales disappeared. They were gone from the coast of Seattle. They, they were no more. We now have a population of about 500. Just the resiliency and the upsurge, what nature really can do. And this one was really new to me, and I'm delighted. It turns out poaching is way down in certain parts of Asia and Africa, and in those, for a variety of reasons. And in those regions, we're seeing incredible upsurge in rhino populations. 
All of this is happening. Yeah, let's clap for that. Let's celebrate. Let's just celebrate the healing power of this planet that we are so lucky to inhabit. And as was noted in the celebrations, oh my gosh, it's finally starting to feel like spring. I don't know where everyone is online, but here in Central Oregon, it's been a long, cold winter. Um, and it's finally starting to warm up, and I'm gonna share a couple stories because they touch my heart and I'm celebrating them. So I have had on my little fence in the front of my house, I, I got this little decorative um, birdhouse. Not that I ever thought anyone would use it because it's just a little house, but it had a little copper roof and I thought it was cute and I had it, you know, decoratively hung. And then last summer, I moved my fence line a little bit and kind of redesigned it. And I took this little house and I repainted it and I put it on top of one of the fence posts um, just to look cool, right? As a little, like, post cap. Nut hatches have babies in there right now. I've had lots of sparrows and lots of flickers and lots of, I've never had nut hatch babies in my yard. I so hope I get to see the fledglings. And I'll tell you something else very cool. There's an old Tom T. Hall song that says, uh, the mysterious fox of Fox Hollow. Well, I've changed that into the mysterious fox of high desert because a couple months ago, I've lived here 20 years, I've never seen a fox in central Oregon. A couple months ago, I was out running my dogs in just this kind of degraded field next to the railroad tracks, and I, and I heard a commotion of birds, and I look over and I see this flash of red, and there she is, Miss Foxy of Lurkspur. And I've been kind of tracking, and I, got a, you know, I have a real camera that I got, so I've got some good pics of her. Most times I don't see her, but I figured she had a den because she didn't take off. She just kept watching me and my dogs, this, right? She didn't just leave, and so I kept the dogs way away from her to be careful of that. Well, two weeks ago, I saw Miss Foxy and her two kits, and I got pics. This is, yeah, this is right here in Central Oregon, right in our neck of the woods, and it's baby season. So I wanna take a moment and have you all celebrate baby season. Celebrate regeneration and new life. So right now in this moment, I just want to affirm. Celebrate, yes, we're celebrating Zeke and affirm the amazing abundance to revere, another word for celebrate. Let's just revere the blessing of being alive on this planet right now. And just say thank you and so it is. Gaia, Mother Earth, that's kind of my thing. I don't know about you all, but I'm getting warmed up. <laughs> it's a little hot up here. Um, and how also about these extraordinary times? Now, you all know me, and I kind of contend to be like the dun, 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 dun. You know, I'm, I'm an environmentalist, so I'm always going on about things. But you know, there's so much to celebrate in being alive right now. We exist in a time when virtually any bit of information that we want is at our fingertips. For us, as people who are clearly uh, spiritually awakening, we're on an intentional spiritual path or wouldn't be tuning into something like this, we're at a time where we can literally, at our laptops or our notepads, 
pull up wisdom from all kinds of spiritual teachers across time all over the globe. That's never been available before, and it's available to us. Do you know right now in these times, there are more girls in school on this planet than ever before in the history of humanity? This is a time when a lot of the genies are out of the bottle in society, right? And a lot of it's, there's a lot of upheaval and there's a lot that's kind of dark to look at. Whatever it may be, racial tensions, what's happening with the environment, all these genies that have kind of been under the rug are now out. I think that's so incredibly positive. You know, it, yeah, it's so positive because once, as we know as spiritual beings, we gotta look at our shadows in order for those shadows to, to be moved into the light. We all get to be here right now in this extraordinary time of doing exactly that. Our genies are out of the bottle and that is a great thing. I think really it's an evolutionary pressure point. And if you think about it in nature, evolution rarely happens when there isn't pressure. A species or a subspecies bumps into some limiting walls and it's got to make an adaptation or it's not going to make it. That's where we are. We get to make this adaptation. And who better to be part of that than people who practice new thought principles, right? We're here at a time when we're, we're, we're literally part of, I believe fully, a revolution in awareness right now in these extraordinary times. I wanted to share with you some actual um, resources as well. I mentioned it in my little teaser talk in prepping for this talk. When COVID hit, I had an unusual reaction. I'll talk a little bit more about this, I think, in, a, in my talk in a couple of weeks. But during that time, I stood up a little nonprofit organization called The Rethink. And if you go on to therethink.org, there's a resources page. And in it, I've listed a number of positive media outlets. Yes, and I have learned to become um, more balanced. I'm a news junkie, I am, I, I'm, I'm into it. I listen to all the crazy stuff. I also listen to and read positive news outlets. So I wanted to share that with you all because the lens that we often get in our mainstream culture doesn't focus much on it. And I think it's really important not to just be ostriches with head in the sand, but, but also to balance out and to be able to focus on and realize how much good is happening. So I wanted to share that's the rethink.org. You know, I, I, wanna, I wanna also, one of the things that has been so powerful for me with unity is, and it has been part of this journey that I've been on, I think all of us are on, as we begin to become more aware that we're not just these bodies, that we're more than just this appearance, um, and that there is a whole, probably many, many, many realms of reality beyond what we can see right here. And what I find hope in that is in the field of possibility. Let's celebrate that every good thing is possible. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, come on, celebrate that in the field of possibility, no matter what we're seeing, this is what our uni unity principles show us. In the realm of the possible, all good things are possible. And this is something that we all collectively can hold on to. That celebration, celebrate what's possible.
in our own individual lives and in what's going on in this moment in history in this world. I love, I, I've shared with you before, I'm a big student. Course in Miracles is one of my main spiritual squeezes, and I've been into it for a long time. And a couple of years ago, I just tripped onto a practice in the morning when I'm still in bed, but I'm waking up, you know, and our minds are starting to activate again. If I'm, unless I'm really off my game, each morning now, I, before I get up, before I let my mind wander, I say to myself, huh, I wonder what miracles I'm going to notice and receive today. That's a form of celebration. It's celebrating the possible. And of course, in my way of thinking, a miracle, and the way A Course in Miracles describes a miracle, it's a correction in error thinking. So what miracles am I going to notice and receive today? That's a wonderful little power practice because what I've noticed for myself, I can tend to be more in an observer role, like when I get pulled over by the traffic police, you know, which happened not too long ago. <laughs> Turned out to be a miraculous story. I thought I was going to get nailed. I was talking on my cell phone, and one thing led to another. I was helping a woman, actually, an elderly woman who was disoriented and having issues, and I started to go to that place of, oh, God, a ticket. I can't afford it. You know, gosh darn it. Don't want to spend the money. And then I just went to, huh, what's the possible miracle in this? And I realized that there were at least three of us involved. It was me. It was the lady on the phone I was helping. It was a policeman who was doing his job. One thing led to another, and he was super sweet. And not only did he let me go, which is really against the policy for talking on your cell phone, I've learned. Uh, not only did he let me go, but he gave me some help for this elderly woman. What miracles am I, what miracle is going to appear in this situation that I didn't ask for? Sometimes there's power in celebrating those unasked for situations. Turned out to be that for me without, with that situation. I also want to encourage us to celebrate our mosaic of emotions. I love that song that Victor sang because it talks about sometimes I'm flying high as an eagle and sometimes I'm in the depth of despair, right? I think it's really easy for us to celebrate the, the good, warm feeling, celebrate the love, celebrate the happiness, celebrate the joy, and absolutely amen, hallelujah, all day long. But what about also celebrating grief? Those of you who know, uh, I had a Rhodesian Ridgeback dog, Tessa, that is my soul dog, and she passed, ooh, she passed a few years ago, uh, very quickly, actually. She was 11, and I knew she was getting up there, and as dog owners, we all, we all sign on for this, right? We know they're gonna pass too soon. And I have two other dogs now that I love to pieces, and there is still Tessa. I have lost my father and my sister, and I am not ashamed to say that losing Tessa was the deepest grief of my life. And I want to read what I wrote shortly after she passed. It's called The Gaps. Ooh. And now the job is navigating the gaps. All those places, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this all these years later. Mm. I have become such a sap in my older age, it's amazing. <laughs> I was raised that it was not okay to cry in public, and now it's like I can't not. Ah. And now the job is navigating the gaps, all those places and spaces I'm used to you being but aren't anymore. 
There's nothing to maneuver around in the middle of the front room floor, or the kitchen floor, or the entire length of the hallway. There's way too much space on the couch, and the empty cushions on the deck seem out of place. The stretch of warm, flat dirt next to the wood pile is barren now. I don't like looking at it. There is no more gauntlet to run getting in and out of the front door or the fridge. The amount of open space in the back seat of the car is simply terrible. The huge, empty right side of the bed is the worst. That thunk sound. For 10 years, it's been you jumping off the bed. Today, it was just a huge pine cone hitting the roof. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> that rhythmic tapping, hard nails on tile floor. No, just the wind toying with the cord on the blinds. I came home today for the first time since you passed, and it was utterly still and quiet. I guess with love this deep, your absence seems to fill this space more even than your presence did. That just reminds me how all-encompassing and present you were. You are gone, and you are everywhere. <laughs> Sheesh! I thought I had this one dialed in. For all of you who have had that, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. I got it. Thank you. The reason I share that in a talk about celebration, you have to love deeply to grieve that hard, right? And those of you who've had that kind of a passing, who have that kind of a passing coming, I will again. It's, it's a celebration of the mosaic of emotions in this incredible human experience. And those harder to deal with emotions so often are reflective of the beautiful sides as well. And I just wanted to share that. And then to the final, final point in my talk today, I'm sorry I made y'all cry, not, not completely. <laughs> if I'm crying, y'all gonna, my dad used to say, if I'm gonna be miserable, y'all gonna be miserable with me. So, so you're there with me. Uh, the final and biggest part of this talk that I wanna share today is just the concept and the practice of celebrating ourselves. You know, it's, it's not something I think that we're practiced in for the most part. Maybe we get better at it as we mature and as we get more intentional, but do you realize, do you take time to realize how extraordinary you are? If you do this on a regular basis, raise your hand. Good on you for those who do. I'm learning, I'm learning. But really, I mean, do you realize that you are wondrously made? We are all unique expressions of God's stuff, right? We are the face of God, each and every one of us. That used to feel blasphemous to me to say. And now it feels like, man, I hope I really, really get that. I hope I really get there and fully own what I really am. We, we have the opportunity to be fully in Christed, each and every one of us. Do you, do you take time to celebrate the magnificent ways you show up in our world? And maybe that is just on a day that you're down, you have the courage 
you have the strength to get out of bed and take care of yourself. Or maybe that's all the doing that you do for all the other beings around you. I, was, I got kind of inspired for this talk. Um, there's a, Unity Worldwide puts out booklets very often and you, you can go online and even get them free. And they recently put out one called Living Abundantly and there's a, um, an, in, an entry in there about celebrating ourselves. And from that I learned the coolest um, uh, exercise or practice. And it is the concept of whether in the evening or in the morning, whatever your best time is, in your journal or on a sheet of paper, just making a note, today I made a difference by blank. Today I made a difference by blank. And I've done this a few times and it can run the gamut from today I made a difference because I showed up to give you all a talk. Or sometimes it can be Today, I made a difference because I took my obnoxious dog with my good dog to the agility practice. I didn't really want to take the obnoxious dog, but she wanted to go. I made a difference, right? It's just a, it's just a neat reminder that we are showing up in this world all the time. You know, uh, Jane and I talk a lot because I'm in the process of becoming a minister. Truth is, we're all ministers. We're all ministers. We're ministering all the time for good or for ill, right? So do you, take, do you take the time to celebrate that you show up in our world? Because it wouldn't be the same without you. Each and every one of us, each and every one of you. So there's the celebration of how we show up, our relationships with other beings. And then I also want to encourage everyone to celebrate how you're showing up in relationship with yourself, right? I mean, this human part of our journey is not for wimps. And being on a spiritual, an intentional spiritual practice pathway is no small thing. A lot of people don't do it. A lot of people don't consciously step into it. You know, I'll, I'll share a little story. Um, at many unities, and here at this unity, we often, at the, toward, the, toward the new year, we do a presentation um, or a a ceremony around a burning bowl. So we write the things on a piece of paper maybe that we don't want to take with us into the new year. <laughs> well, this last time I wrote, I had noticed that I have a very quick default toward an irritated response, like irritation, especially with human beings, but like irritation. And so I wrote down, I want to release that default to irritation. You know, I want something more loving to show up. Well, good gracious, it's just like when you start wanting a certain kind of car and you see them everywhere. I was noticing my irritation all the time. Then I got irritated with how often I was irritated, right? It's like this, there I go, down the rabbit hole, right? But gosh darn it, you know, I, I, uh, I'm still working on it, but I've made huge progress in catching and choosing again, catching and choosing again. I learned from a, uh, I have a group of women friends we've been meeting, we first started meeting, there are four of us, and we've become dear friends. We started meeting six years ago to study Course in Miracles, and now we just call ourselves the coven. We're just, we're just, we're just good friends. Um, but I was telling them about this irritation thing, and one of them, my friend Marilyn, she looks it up and she says, do you know what the opposite of irritation is? Delight. It's like I could choose to be irritated or I could choose to be delighted. 
and I'm delighted with myself that more often I'm choosing delight. Right? So for all of you, this is, a, this is a celebration. Even the things that you're working with right now in yourself, celebrate that. Don't be frustrated all the time. You can always go back to frustration. But take a moment to celebrate the fact that we're working on it or playing with it. I'm trying to actually use the term working on it less and use playing with it more. Celebrate play. Celebrate the play of spiritual awakening and of spiritual development. You know, um, A Course in Miracles says that it's not arrogant to believe that we are God stuff. It's not arrogant to believe that we are all that, that we are powerful, magnificent spiritual beings. That in fact, it's arrogant to believe otherwise because that's meaning that we're putting our own little human reality, we're given that more credit than we're given source. It's arrogant to believe we're little. It's arrogant to believe we're less than. Isn't that a flip on its head? Right, it's not arrogant. It's arrogant to say I'm not great. Say it with me. I am great and powerful God stuff. I am great and powerful. And yes, you are. And yes, you are. And so it is. So I just encourage all of us um, to clear space on the altars of our minds, right? We create reality by what we focus our thoughts on. Clear space on the altar of your mind. Everything you think you know about yourself from the perspective of human ego, let it go for a second. It's kind of scary. I know that from experience. You can always pick it back up. But let it go for a moment because each and every one of us are vastly more than we know, no matter how much work we've done, how much play we've done on this spiritual pathway. Let's clear, let's clear some space there. Each and every one of us is a completely unique holy, magnificent, wondrously made extension of God. I know it's the wave on the ocean is what we hear a lot, or the wave on the ocean of the creator. I like this, it might not be as pretty, but I'm an animal girl. I like to think of myself as a tentacle of God, right? I mean, it's connected to the whole, but it's a little unique. My suckers are a little different than your suckers. And that's a good thing, and that's a good thing. So I just, uh, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to share celebration with you, and the most important piece I hope, to, I hope to share is just to have each and every one of us as we move forward into our daily lives and forward into this coming week, to just really celebrate yourself. Every chance you get, you know, the other day, I got a new knee not quite five months ago, and um, it's now doing awesome. I'm in little heels, and it's handling it, and it doesn't hurt, which is cool. Um, but it's been a slog. It's been hard work to get this knee bending again, and those of you who've been there know it. And I was leaving the gym a couple weeks ago, and I'm pretty disciplined about that. I'm pretty good at it, you know? So I'm, I had done my regular workout and my cardio, and I had just done the oh, hard work of working on this knee, and I'm just putting my sweatshirt on, and I'm getting ready to leave. And I said, good job, self. 
And this lady was there, she's like, wow, did you say self? I said, yeah. I said, good job, self. She's like, man, I love that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Why not give ourselves an girl, ourselves an boy, as we go forward into this week? You are all the face of God, and you are wondrously made, and I celebrate you. Namaste. Namaste.